Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedically Correct. As always, I am Andrew Holiday. With me also is... Selena. Also, as always. As always. Yes. Um. So, uh, we're going to talk Remember about a few... Remember when this th- podcast was you and Corey? Yeah, this used to be me and Corey. Corey and I. We agreed on a name. I, I, I designed an opening. And then Corey's like, mm-hmm. well, I got a wife now. And I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> Abandon your wife to pursue your podcast. Come on, man. Yeah, like, there's... My wife is sick right now, going out and getting her own prescriptions, because I'm like, I have to podcast, babe. I don't know what to tell you. I'm busy. I'm working. Luckily, I have a mom that more or less takes care of herself and me. But not well. Look how messy my room is. (laughs) She thinks I need to do that shit. Women. All right, I don't agree with you there. I stopped (laughs) agreeing with you. My mom heard that. Anyway, so uh, a few minutes ago, uh, we were talking about so a video. I'll I'll show it. I'll I'll edit it in. Um, but you saw this a CNN video of this uh, shark attacking this guy in this plexiglass container. So the shark couldn't see the container, which is why the shark just thought, "Hey, I'm gonna go right. take a bite out of Smack. this dude." This big, almost like twenty foot, huge great white shark and then tipped the plexiglass container tipped him out of it and he had to like swim his well, ass I thought off. he like crunched it we'll go yeah, to the video crun- and then we'll discuss yeah well no he crunched it uh actually do i have i, I might have the video here let me make sure i f- i'm gonna find the video before i do a screen share because that because there's, because you don't want to see every video that I have saved. You guys are gonna think less of me. Um, I don't think we could think any less of you than we already do. Yeah, no, I follow a lot of Disney princesses on uh, Never on mind. TikTok. Okay, and you're right. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think that it. I don't want to know what that. I don't know what you're following them doing. They're just. They're they're just being Disney princesses. I follow a lot of Jasmines. They're just pretty. Yeah, and I'll fo- I follow a lot of uh, uh, Little Mermaid Ariels, and then I follow a bunch of. All right. Follow a lot of Jasmines Ariels, and then very very much my favorite is uh, Tinkerbell. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've creeped on my fair share of Tinkerbells throughout the yeah, years. It, it sounds very creepy. Yeah, no, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I tried to talk my ex-girlfriend, uh, into wearing a Tinkerbell costume and she's like, no, she's dumb. And I was like, yeah, but in the good no, way. she's not. She's not dumb. She's just she's, like. She's very precocious. She's very self-interested. Yeah, she's. I mean, like, she's just the But she's smart. I wouldn't say she's dumb at all. I think she's pretty smart. I think she just uses her powers for, uh, you know, the things that she wants and not really for anything else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she just wants Peter Pan, and she'll uh, do what she has to to Wendy to get him. Okay. So look look at this guy. I don't know if you guys can hear the volume. Do the big, make it big. 
Huh? They can really make it bigger. I don't know why I'm touching my screen. Oh, wait, this is the wrong video. All oh, right. Megalodon. Yeah, that's like this guy that thought he found a Megalodon. I'm sorry, that's the wrong video. I'm sorry, guys. I got to That's the wrong video. But that's, that's a dope one. That's a huge shark. Do I not have it? I know I see it. I don't really it. mess with the ocean like that. I do have a story. I guess I have a scuba diving story, too. So okay. when I was in, like, junior high, we went to Cancun, and we went scuba diving, or snorkeling. We went snorkeling. And um, at first, it was, like, nice because the water's, like, crystal clear, and you can see the fish. And then, like, the fish started to get too close to me and started touching my legs. And I think that's the very first panic attack I ever had. Because <laughs> I started being, like, I couldn't breathe, and I had to go, like, cling onto the side of the boat. And I got back on the boat. I was like, I'm not getting back in there. <laughs> So it turns out I've just been an anxious baby my whole life. I even have a letter that I wrote of like my kindergarten, I think my, no, my fourth grade graduation. And it literally says in there, I am so anxious and nervous. And I'm like, what is, what was wrong with this poor little girl? Anyway, we turned out okay, I think. Yeah. I mostly, I, I like the ocean. But I'm also extremely scared of the ocean. I've stepped on fish yeah. before, and they freak me out. I uh, have a healthy respect of the ocean. Yeah, I have an irrational. But I'm not getting in there, like, past my shoulders. I have an irrational fear of the ocean. Like, just any body of water. If I'm, if I'm in there by myself, I'm like, there, a shark could get me. Like, I could be in a <laughs> local swimming pool. And, like, just somewhere You're, in my like, head. in your bathtub. You're, like, shark. Yeah. Well, there was, like, the first time I ever watched Jaws... I, I was in the bathtub and oh, well, like wait. I just while you were watching the movie? No, not in the movie, but like right after after I watched the movie, I was taking a bath and I just like had this image of a giant shark just coming out of nowhere and like me being in the middle of the ocean in the bathtub and the shark just tearing through the the tub and I was like, Yeah, no that <laughs> baths are over, they're cancelled. Yeah. I was like, haven't taken a bath since. In fact. Or a shower. Don't even go in there. So, off just, the floor... You just mm -hmm. wipe. You just yeah. use baby wipes. Yeah. So, I forgot to save the video, but I will... I'll, I'll connect it here so we all see it. But, that's, so we said what essentially happens in a video. You and my dad made the same joke, which was, what can white people... White yeah. people are dumb. I mean, I'm sure it's the same joke that, like, probably millions, millions of, people of people have made at this point. Yeah. Well, and I think, um... Cat Williams also has a joke about, like, he's like, black people have never discovered a wild animal or nothing. White people are out there doing that. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh... He's like, we need white people. It's thanks to white people we know anything about animals. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Is I... that a Rottweiler or a bear? <laughs> no, fuck that. Let's go. Yeah, like, you, you, never, you never hear on the news, like... Here's here's the thing though is like my Mexican cousins they are insane when it comes to like just dangerous animals that they find out in the ranch they'll be like hey I found a rattlesnake and then they just pick it up my uncle had to be airlifted to a hospital in Dallas because he was like he was on some job site and they had this rattlesnake in the middle of the road so mm -hmm. they could have like easily just moved it with a shovel or something 
But he's like, nah, he's like, yeah, he just fucking picked it up. Yeah, and it stung him. And the airlift costs so much money. What? It bit him. Yeah, it bit him. And so so he's poisoned. So the airlift and all that shit, all the hospital costs, cost so much money that they, to this day, are paying it off. They don't, like, they got some great deal on it. They're only paying, like, $100 or $200 a month. Like That's they're not a lot of money. Why didn't they just do like you can? Well, I mean, I guess it depends on the hospital, but a lot of times you can do payment plans based on your income. And yeah, they have a pretty good income. Like... Oh, okay. Yeah, he owns he owns a pretty big trucking company. Yeah, no, but like, yeah, well, they only I mean, pay. I feel like usually I qualify for indigent care because I make so little money and I work for the hospital. Oh yeah, and I still qualify. Yeah, no, like, like, like your coworkers, like you guys don't get paid when you help me, but. <laughs> It's fine. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I know I saw a shark and I thought it was cool once when I was in the Florida Keys. I was uh, snorkeling in the Florida Seas, Keys and uh, we were looking for a shark. I thought you were going to start rapping. You were like, when I was in the Florida Keys, I was yeah. snorkeling in the Florida Seas. <laughs> uh, we almost got one there. Oh. <laughs> we'll work on that. Anyway, I thought that's what you were doing. Uh, so I was anyway, like, oh, okay, he's a rapper. New, yeah. new year, new Andrew. Yeah. So one of my buddies was like, we were wanted to see a shark, so we're we're snorkeling. I had my waterproof camera, a little waterproof disposable camera, and then a big entourage of fish came, and then this huge bull shark came, and I managed to take a picture of it, and it was like right underneath me when I took a picture. And it's super cool picture, but uh, I gotta find it. I want to frame that. But yeah, everybody was like, "Nope." People would look at that picture and be like, "Nah, nah," because that whole like concept freaks them out. But yeah, something about when you're in the ocean a lot, it stops freaking you out. But yeah. when you first get well, I mean, in there, just, I think you get desensitized to it. Yeah, like, and that's I... probably what happened to this man. We should play the video. Yeah. Did you find it or no? Well, I ha- uh, it's on TikTok. I just have to well, just download go, it. And... Did you send it to me on TikTok or did you send it to me on Facebook Messenger? You send it to me. Maybe you just pull up your Facebook Messenger and then share that screen. Let me see if that works. You sent it to me on Facebook Messenger. Okay. I don't know how to do the share screen. I just... You know. I remember back in the day, I used to be on Facebook all the time. And now I am almost never on Facebook. Probably a good thing. You are, unless you're spending all of the facebook time on tiktok and yeah that's 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 where it went it's tiktok it went instagram then tiktok although i I set (laughs) set my timer i had it like 15 minutes for every app and then i got bored at work one day and took all the i took all the timers off and now that's all i do And now I forgot what the 
Okay, then. All right, so it's not going to be the greatest video in the world. I didn't press play. Is there a way to enlarge it even more than this? I don't think so. Anyway, here we go. Yeah, I TikTok way, way too much. And you forget, the thing about TikTok more so than any other app is you forget that you're on it. Like, you forget how long you're on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. So shout out to Ghost Toast for the video. And CNN. <laughs> Look at this. This this guy. Is that a shark? You're in the ocean. Tonto. Tonto activity. Look at that fucking thing. Took a big crunch out of it. Like I don't know if it like actually he broke just did the plexiglass. It. He was just like extra extra crunchy. Yeah. Look at this extra crunchy hot Cheeto of a human fucking being. Moron. Yeah. I also like it when they say sharks don't think humans are tasty. And I was like, who the fuck told you that? Did a Did shark, a shark tell, you that? tell you that? Cause it sounds exactly like a shark, like something a shark would say, Oh no, I don't think humans taste good at all. Like yeah. licking their lips. No, they're disgusting. It's like, yeah. Humans like aren't that, food. They're friends. It's like that joke that, um, that like dads do. Whenever mm -hmm. you go out to a restaurant, I mean, my dad didn't do it because I didn't really go to restaurants with my dad. Um, and he wouldn't make a joke like that. But when you go to a restaurant and the waiter's like, oh, how was everything? And the dad was like, I hated it. And the plate is like empty. <laughs> yeah. So moral of the story is sharks are dads? Yeah, sharks, sharks might be liars is the moral <laughs> of the story. Sharks are just like your your horrible father he's a fucking liar yeah and you know he might he'd eat you if he has a chance just just saying <laughs> all human like your dad might be army army hammer has kids maybe his kids watch his podcast your dad might be a cannibal so anyway i mean maybe it's just like maybe it's not I don't think he, I think, I don't think that Army Hammer would eat his children because I think his, uh, like cannibalism was more sexual. Yeah. He definitely. Than actually about eating human flesh. Yeah. He was more of a Dahmer type, not just right. like, see, me, I'm more of like, uh, eat for food, like Law just of the Jungle. An adventurous eater. Yeah. It's like, you weren't. You're dead. I'm hungry. McDonald's is a long walk. I, yeah. I I mean, like, I'd see that. Or, you know, a live situation. Like, that movie Alive, where that uh, rug, rugby team or something crashes, and then they start eating each other. I'd, I'd do that. I can see myself doing that. But, like, eating for, like, sexual pleasure? No. Because that's, that's how you hook up with fat chicks. And I don't want that. <laughs> Why I'm don't sorry. You, you don't like fat girls? I love fat girls. 
but you don't want to. I don't. I don't want to. You're not interested in having a sexual relationship with a fat person. I. I mean, like, not anymore. Have you ever um, tried it? Yeah, of course I have. Not anymore. I mean, like. Is it because you have new lungs? Yeah. And no, you, like, like <laughs> I, I, really I just do that much I'm, activity. I'm not in a position to operate a... heavy equipment right now. <laughs> you have a note from your doctor. Yeah. It's like, oh. I'm sorry. I mean, just, you could just be a pillow princess. Just, you know, lay there and let it happen to That's you. That's the most dangerous area. That's the dangerous part? That's the danger okay. zone. There's a girl. There was a, I heard a story about a prostitute that died because she was having sex with a fat guy that had a heart attack and died on top of her. And then she suffocated oh, underneath man. him. I heard, I heard that story. So, like, same thing can go to me. That's a bummer. Like I don't have I don't have the upper body strength I used to, so I'm just saying. Uh, the other uh, the other thing is like I'm not allowed social lubricant anymore. Alcohol. Yeah, and like alcohol. Yeah, like those those type of things aren't that big of a deal. Like, like when you're drunk, you're down two organs. You can't mess around with anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like I I drink a ton of alcohol. And then the fat girl, I'm like, she has pretty eyes. Let's, let's, yeah. You're a bad I, person. I know I'm a bad person, but that's what this podcast is about. Is it's about you being a being, bad person and me being criticizing you. Honest. We're, we're both trying to be honest with who we are for our listeners, our listener, <laughs> uh, the 12 of you. <laughs> so, uh, as long as they're like consistent, it's a consistent 12 people. Yeah. And one uh, of them's not me. I don't listen. I don't listen to podcasts that I make. Uh, I that I'm on. I realize that I hate my voice, but I'm starting to hate it less because every one of our podcasts I listen to again before I put it out. And then I also you're try like used to it. So I'm I'm starting to get used to it now. But I think everybody kind of hates their voice when they first yeah. start hearing it. I think that that's why back in the fifties. Everybody changed their voice for radio and broadcast. This is my own theory. I haven't heard this anywhere. This is my theory. Is like that like that technology was new and then they everybody starts hearing their voices and they're like, that's fucking ridiculous. That's not how I sound. So then they start altering their voices to be on the radio because they were self-conscious about it. That's my theory. So what's your radio voice? I don't have a radio voice. I can talk okay, like this. Do, do your I'm impression of a radio voice. Uh, well, like, I don't know if you have a sympathizer. Uh, there's, there's that shock jock guy type that's like de a dying industry now. Welcome to KS 102.5, The Rock. And then they Women, would just... Women, am I right? That sounds exactly how <laughs> you already talk. Women, am I right? They be shopping. <laughs> Well, you just did a very accurate impression of yourself. Good job. Yeah, I mean, just less of a less of a douchey voice, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, women in comedy was going to be one of our topics today, and then Why? we're going to well, because I wanted to uh, readdress it because uh, this feminist that I talked to said that men intentionally push women out of comedy 
And I've yes. never seen that firsthand. Have you? Yes. Okay. So explain that to me. Cause I've, I've actually seen the opposite where I think that sometimes uh, women give are given extra opportunities because they're so rare no. in the industry. No. You don't think that's true? Not at all. I, I've seen that happen a few times. That 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 that's just, anecdotal evidence. That's anecdotal evidence with my experience. I've never seen any woman intentionally pushed out of comedy. So I think it depends on your like how you view someone's intention. Okay. So a lot of times, like, like you, you think you believe that women get extra opportunities because they're women, and I know. No, that's, I don't think me, that's from my. I don't think that's always true. I don't think that's always true. I yeah, think that that's there like are the opposite of my experience. Okay. Because a lot of the way that comedy works, just as like an industry, and unfortunately as an art form, is that it's about who you know. And the thing is, is a lot of guys don't view women as like equals as like co-workers they view women as um you know potential mates for the most part for the most part yeah so i mean like i wouldn't really say okay in like i, I wouldn't say for I mean, the most part i've i've if you had want to talk about like the issue of women in comedy think about how many times you've heard some hack moron say that all, women are not funny okay yeah like that, do you think that doesn't push women out of comedy? You don't think that's intentional? Well, yeah, but like the same thing with like uh, when uh, if like a woman or like if somebody insults somebody, there's two things that can happen that could push you to work harder or that could discourage you. Right. Like and it's a lot kind of, of like it's going to discourage people. Sure. I, I agree. It's also about the kind of like, it's about the kind of environment you want to create as a comedian. So like, me, as a comedian, as a host of a lot of the shows, I want to create an environment where women feel comfortable and women enjoy the show just as much than the men do. I And this is like, you know, big W women, big M man. Not like, not, I mean, because I also want non-binary people to enjoy comedy shows that I'm hosting. Okay. Because I want it to be accessible for everyone, because I do think that comedy is for everyone. It's not just for straight white cis men. And I yeah. think that it should be more open to different perspectives because I think that's what makes it interesting. And you're not just hearing the same four tiny dick jokes over and over again. Um, I, so, for example, like, do I actively discourage men from pursuing comedy? Absolutely, I do. Because <laughs> in my city, we have an overwhelming amount of men who do comedy. I every Every... And to me, I'm like, that's enough. We have enough. I think we have enough male perspectives. And I think we could do with a different voice, at least a gay man. Like, something else would be way more interesting than me having to hear a bunch of, like, edgelord morons who think they're making a really good point about how women are bad drivers or whatever the fuck their dumb hack bullshit is. Like... That I've heard enough. I don't think and all women also... are bad drivers. Some women can't drive at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, because they're not allowed I'm to sorry. because of the patriarchy. I'm but, sorry, um, yes. So, for example, we have um, two or three weekly open mics. Like, this week we have three open mics. Um, I'm hosting tonight. 
And I've had girls and other like non-binary people tell me that they only feel comfortable doing comedy when I'm the host. They don't feel comfortable when a man is hosting because they just don't feel like, like they don't feel welcome and they don't feel like they're viewed as equal. They don't feel like they're being judged on the content of their comedy. They feel like they're being judged based on their gender representation or their gender presentation. Okay. Um, um, and that happens a lot. Like women get discounted all the time, especially in comedy, just for being women. Like it's, you can't, there's no like. Are these new comedians or like kind of older, like people of at least. It's people that have been okay. doing it for maybe a couple years. And then it's also people who only come out like once every few months. Okay. Um, and then Don't... we have a we have a Thursday open mic that's always hosted by the same guy, and he's a he's a decent enough guy. I don't think he's a a horrible person, but I've had women come up to me and say, "Yeah, it's just a really horrible sausage fest out there," and they just do a lot of comedy about how much they hate women and how their girlfriends are stupid and all this kind of like very um, they just like they don't enjoy it. They feel like every comedian that gets up there is just attacking women verbally and like aggressively and they feel uncomfortable and that's not like if that's the vibe you want to create if you want to have a room where there's a bunch of edgelords doing all this dumb controversial material for the sake of being controversial instead of for the sake of being funny then that's your thing good for you but that's not conducive to a more inclusive and diverse audience and uh, you know, group of comedians. So, I agree with you that I want comedy to be inclusive and have as many perspectives as possible. What I don't think comedy should be is a safe space, or at least like something that's going to be safe for everybody, because there's always going to be well, I'm jokes. Not saying that comedy are gonna... is for everyone, because there, I mean, there's a lot of. I do, so sometimes I do jokes about, like, white people, and a lot of times there are white people in the audience, like, that will straight up be like, what's wrong with being white? I didn't say there was anything wrong with being white, but you took it as an attack, like, you took that personally. Let's unpack that, like, let's think about why that is, that you would be offended for me saying a true fact about white people. Well, yeah. Um, and I and I've had like that happen. And with... it's really like comedy is not for those kinds of people. But at the same time, I do think it should be accessible. Yeah, no, I want it to be accessible to everybody. But like uh, one something that I tell people is you have to have a thick skin. You have to be where used. To, you have to have the ability to like be booed and like actually I'd prefer to be booed than just have people not laugh at all. Like that's that's way worse. Like when people are just kind of silent See, and like. I don't know. That's like the opposite. <clears throat> I think it's really weird when people say that. They're like, well, at least it's a reaction. I'm like, yeah, that's not good, though. It's not a good reaction. Why do you want a bad uh, reaction to your comedy? I don't want a bad reaction. To make people laugh? I don't want a bad reaction. I just want like them to be engaged and at least understand what I'm saying rather than an audience that either just completely didn't get the joke at all or uh is just not paying attention and not reacting at all so and part of that's on the comedian but some of that's like uh 
This is weird. I'll tuck that there. That looks even weirder. Anyway. So, but as a comedian, you need a thick skin. You need to be able to do bad and do that. So you're right. not always going to feel safe as a comedian. I think it's nice. I mean, I think it's I think it's one thing to have a safe skin when it comes to like your own personal ego. Um, but it's different when you're talking about someone who's being like sexually harassed regularly. Or I, I mean, even not regularly, like there's a difference between having a thick skin and being sexually harassed. Nobody should have to feel sexually harassed just because they want to do an art because they want to be part of a community of people that also enjoy comedy. I've only ever seen one comedian get sexually harassed. And it was well, what makes you think it's always happening in front of you. That's and a fair we're also point. like we're also both from pretty small scenes. Yeah, well this was actually in El Paso. Um when they opened up the comic strip for open mics. Uh, we went and performed there, and I was really excited that night because like that night I killed. But there was a girl. Uh, I don't want to say her name, but another comedian. She was gorgeous, and uh, we went inside one of the other uh, comedians' cars to get high. And I didn't smoke anything, but I was there, and she. And then this other comedian just kept on knocking on the door saying, he's like, hey, I got a secret show. Do you want to come with me? And she's like, you have a secret show? Yeah, just you and me. We got to go right now. You're going to. Mm, no. Nope. And then. And she, he was really drunk. And then she's like, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. And then he kept on like coming back. And like every time he'd be like a little bit more angry. And I was like, God damn, dude. Like, it's one thing like, you know shoot your shot you get shot down like it's whatever like that happens but like when you keep coming back and then pushing harder and then getting angry like that's yeah. like well i mean if you're in that situation and you witness that you like it is your job if you want to call yourself a decent man to be like hey she said no leave her alone well the first the first go around i feel like they're, they're both adults like you kind of let her handle it on your own it's like the later ones where it starts kind of getting getting like a little rough so i yeah I, but I it's not about like, i told him i was like hey like, defending her yeah no i agree can, it's not that she can't defend herself it's about calling out that kind of behavior and letting other men know that that's not okay from yeah. a man well like there's nothing wrong with like hitting on a girl or flirting with a girl it's just that there's sure. like ways to do it that well, I mean, just are when you're okay being and not okay about yeah. it and it's obviously not yeah yeah it's not it's not like john cusack and uh say anything where it's like almost romantic it's it's all it's most almost always weird when they do it uh 1980 rom-coms ruined ruined romance <laughs> but uh yeah so like uh i was like i don't think that she wants to go man like i think that I think you should just go home and sleep it off. And then, um, so then he left. And then, like, he started, like, getting in an argument with, like, another guy. So we're like, all right, cool. Like, let's just bounce. And then we drove off to somewhere else. And then we just waited in a different parking lot. And it was really scary because the other parking lot, these, like, two cops just, like, came and they parked right next to each other. And they stayed there for, like, 20 minutes not doing anything. And then they both just drove the off. 
yeah i don't i don't know 20 maybe minutes till i'm off dive shift i'm just gonna hang out in this parking lot yeah like, i don't want to crimes happen I, I do know that cops do that, like, when they're, like, 20 or 30 minutes off, they're like, I'm not going to fucking respond to, like, anything other than, like, a crazy emergency I'm not responding to because if Honestly, I have to arrest somebody, that's another two hours. Quiet quitting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so these... But also, I, I, I think I need to go back and disagree with another point for you that you don't want comedy... You don't think that comedy is supposed to be a safe space, and that is your personal opinion. Sure. My personal opinion is that I do want comedy to be a safe space for women because – Well, I didn't say like not a safe space for like, women. I just don't think that it should be a space that's inviting for everybody. Like it needs to be kind of hard to, to do. Niche. I didn't say I think niche. It, I think it needs to be hard to do. Sure. Yeah. Like but it's not something that like you should make easy that, for everybody. Like it's not some something that you can be like – Oh, everybody, you're doing great when you're not doing great. Like, I right, think that's I agree a... with that. But the people that get an easy pass to doing comedy the most, even when they're not doing great, are straight white cis men. I disagree. You think Chris D'Elia is funny? No. <laughs> you know uh, he's, he's, he like, he said his like father two, is like a is he an said executive. two funny things. That I've ever thought were funny. And he's also like a weirdo cult leader. Have you watched that documentary? We should do that for our next episode. Watch the doc or watch the thing on YouTube. I I, I remember I remember every now and then uh I would catch a clip of his podcast where he was talking about starting a cult, but I thought that was a joke. No. He's hundred percent serious. Listen to I'll send you the link um for the but, thing and we can do that on the next episode. Okay. Um but, I do think for Crystalia. I don't necessarily like his stand-up. Like, the same thing with Theo Vaughn. I don't like their stand-up so much. But Theo Vaughn, I think his podcasts are hysterical. I think I he's very funny conversationally. Theo I Vaughn's the guy that Sergio I know who he opened. Is. Yeah. I was so but jealous I don't know of Sergio. When Sergio opened for Theo Vaughn. But I'm yeah. Familiar. But I do, like, I do want the comedy shows that I am putting together and that I am performing on to be, like safe spaces for women and for queer people okay so that they feel included because i don't like i don't want to put on a show necessarily i mean i would not that i'm opposed to it but i don't necessarily want to put on a show that's only women or only gay people i want to be able to put on a show that has a variety of uh, entertainers that can appeal to the same audience so like if you're if you're a male comedian and nothing you say makes women laugh then i think maybe you're just not very good at comedy because yeah. i do i mean i do stand-up comedy about like my core demographic is the girls the gays and the days so the sometimes days? i do some material huh what's a day the girls the days and the gays oh i thought you said days i was like is that and like a days. new acronym sure, why not? is that a new acronym like... Every day. My demographic is the days of the week. <laughs> um, but that's, I mean, so sometimes I do jokes that are like, I do jokes about my period. I do jokes about like not shaving. I do jokes that like men don't really find funny, but then like, I don't care that they don't think it's funny. And then I can turn around and do a joke that they will think is funny. Most your like, To me, it's about, it's about pushing past who you are. And 
like being able to find those things that everybody can laugh at and like telling everybody yeah. it's okay to laugh at something even if you think it's kind of strange or like it's okay to laugh at something that seems like something you shouldn't laugh at at a comedy show because the purpose is to laugh yeah like i agree with that and i agree i agree with pretty much everything you're saying um i find your comedy funny for the most part um i didn't have to add that for the most part anyway <laughs> That's okay. You're not my core demographic, but I appreciate it. Uh, if, um, so I, what, the problem that I have is that sometimes I think that people, like, uh, last, our last episode, we talked about a very specific girl who went viral on TikTok for being kind of goofy and not funny. Uh-huh. And... First off, I didn't think her jokes I mean, were I do, that. Like honestly, if I think if I saw that at an open mic, I probably would laugh, just but, because the way that she says it is so like awkward. I that, it, the way it, that you do the jokes is equally as important to me as yeah. what the joke is. Yeah, and I like the way she does the joke. Even I if it's not really a joke. I don't didn't like the way that she did the joke. Like I thought that the jokes were like okay. None of them were bangers, but like they were okay. They were stuff that I think that you could probably. Like, connect pieces in a well, set. she might also be new. I think we talked about that. Well, see, that's my thing, is if she wasn't ready and then she was put out there because she... And this is my theory. I don't know if this is true. I, I've tried to find find this comedian. i worked so hard to find this comedian, and I can't find her. She has scrubbed herself from the internet. So, I mean, so are you saying that she didn't get intentionally pushed out? I think that she was maybe intentionally pushed out because of her gender and not because of her ability. Exactly. And I think that that happens sometimes. Like Chris Kalia, like there's nepotism babies and such like that. But then I think that sometimes there's somebody that, that fits a demographic more than they actually meet that criteria. And here's the thing is if you're being open and honest, you'll find people that fit demographics that fit the criteria all the time. But if you're doing it dishonestly, that's how those acts happen is you're like, she's a girl she'll do without really looking right. into it and being like, Hey, she's not ready yet. And from what I could tell from the very little that I saw from her was she maybe wasn't ready for prime time. Yeah. But it wasn't like she was trying to do prime time. She didn't put out that video. The comedy club did. Well, I doubt that she didn't probably, know that. Right. I mean, They're I'm like, sure when hey, you sign up put for this, this open mic or whatever, you have to sign something that says, you know, I release rights to this material or whatever so you can so put you it can... online for advertising. But I think the other thing that we talked about that it was like, it was probably some salty dude who put it on there intentionally, put it online intentionally to embarrass her. Maybe. We, we don't know, but maybe. But it's also like, did you put it up there because you thought it was good material that would help you advertise for the show or for the venue or to increase your TikTok following? Or did you do it? That's the other thing. It's like, was this done intentionally to embarrass her? I hope not. But... It's hard to say. That's why it's hard to say, like, that's why it's hard to make an argument that nobody, that women are not intentionally pushed out, pushed out because you don't. You never really know what somebody's intentions are. You just see what the actions do. Yeah, but 
So you I understand. Think a lot I, of times the action is more important than the intention. Because I, of the I result. think that the more likely conclusion is a comedy club wouldn't want to damage their own reputation by putting people that aren't, aren't funny in advertising them. Like comedy clubs don't want not funny people on their stage. Like you have to either be famous or funny. Like yeah. Polly Shore's famous. Uh, and then. Um, <laughs> Cat Williams is funny. And Cat Williams is funny. Well, Cat Williams, I'm trying to think of someone that's fa that's funny that's not famous, but I couldn't think of any right now. But, like, Polly Shore gets, like, a lot of time because he's famous. And people will go see Charlie Shore, Polly Shore, because he's famous. Yeah. Is his, is anything that he's done, as far as comedy, anything kind of interesting or, like, genre-defining or even good right now? Not really. But so you, so those those are what comedy clubs want is really right. funny or famous. Well, because the the objective of the comedy club is being a business, and the objective of any business is to make money. Yeah, so I doubt that they would put so, out. I mean, that also goes to like funny... the comedians' intentions too. Like, are you doing comedy because you love the art form and because you want to make people laugh, or are you doing the art form because you want to make money and you want to be popular? And you want to eventually have a harem of women with your name tattooed on them. I mean, like, that's not a bad thing. Who wouldn't want that? Okay, I will sure. look up the Crystalia thing. But under and we will talk about this. No! Gross. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, not... I'm, I'm okay with, I guess, if you want to have a harem of women, as long as it's consensual and they don't feel coerced into doing it. Well... Like, if yeah. they're all agreeing to it in a very, like, cool, consensual, non-aggressive way, sure, why not? Well, I can't think of any guy that has had a harem that I know of where that's 100% true. Like, Hugh Hefner kind of had a because harem. Because men are all – yeah, I mean, you could and, say Hugh and Hefner then, because all those women wanted that. Like, they Yeah, but, like, you read, you read some of those books later on and you're like – It's bad. He's bad. It's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, well. Like – Assuming everything that they said was true, you're like, that's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I mean, like, I guess Tiger Woods sort of had a harem, and all those girls wanted to be there. I'll, I'll say Tiger Woods. All them women sure. just wanted yeah. a piece of Tony um, the Tiger. What's his name? Uh, Ron Wyatt has a joke about that, yeah. where he's like... It's like, I can't believe a man would cheat on his wife and disgrace his marriage. It's like, yeah, that's because nobody wants to have sex with you. This man only had sex with 99 out of the millions of women who threw themselves at him. I think he's doing pretty. He's like, I he's a saint. No, um, Norm MacDonald had a joke like that. Norm Macdonald had a joke on uh, his his sports talk show, which was uh, Tiger Woods has a thousand women hit on him a day, and he may have sex with one of those thousand women. So then, like, if we look at that in the millions of women, that's, that's zero 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 point one percent, which statistically is zero. So actually, Tiger Woods is the most faithful man on the planet. <laughs> That's not a bad argument. Yeah. I mean, like, if you have that much shit, like, there are girls that just throw shit at famous people, and then you're like, all right. 
But then you just have to be careful that you're not like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you should be respectful to your wife, but you have to have a discussion with your partner to be like, hey, this is going to happen. I'm not going to have kids. And then you need to get like a vasectomy. Or wrap it up and then take because, your condom with you. Yeah. I heard about... I mean, isn't that like a piece of advice that football coaches, like yeah. sports coaches give their players? It's like... Take your condoms that with condom you. condom or take it with you. Yeah. Or use a condom, condom with spermicide. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, like there's whole, all sorts of like kind of weird things too. Um, and the thing is... Baby traps are really common in Odessa. Like, talk about predatory men. There's predatory women out there. Baby traps are extremely common in Odessa. Uh, that's actually something that you're warned about when you're dating in Odessa is that, like, some girls just want to get pregnant. So, like, they have someone to take care of them their whole lives. Which is bad. Yeah. And some men just want to get married because they can't marry their mother anymore. Yeah, I mean, like... This ain't, this ain't Alabama. Okay, so we're going to give some dating advice. I just advice. mean they want a woman that's going to cook for them and clean for them and blah, blah, blah. I would love a woman to clean up around here. That'd be nice. Well, you could be that woman to clean up after yourself. I can cook. I can cook. I can do laundry. I like can mow lawn. Um, my friends have a housekeeper. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were telling me about it. And they were like, yeah, you know, she comes, blah, blah. I was like, is she Mexican? They were like, yeah, but we pay her. I was like, I wasn't implying that you were doing a slavery. Um, but the <laughs> yeah, reason she's Mexican that we I pay. can't come hang out is because I am the Mexican who cleans my house. <laughs> I don't have a Mexican that comes to do it for me. Yeah. No. <laughs> we pay her. That's like a weird, that's like a, that's like kind of well, like a criminal. Like, oh, no, answer. we pay her really well and, you know, we consider her part of the family. She's been around for a long time. I'm like, yeah, this is not, I don't, you're trying to tell me you're not racist. It's just very. Well, like, it wouldn't no, be more honestly, racist if we're not hiring her because she's Mexican. Like, right, it's not but to necessarily me it's so racist. funny. Like, I love to make white people feel uncomfortable about doing something that is explicitly not racist and making them feel like they're being racist. To me, that's funny. Yeah, you're like, you're to listening me, to a country funny. that doesn't have black people in it. Good point. <laughs> There's not a lot of black country out there. It's like, it just makes me laugh. Because um, I also like to make them think about it for the rest of their day. Yeah, they're like, oh, you ruined it. Okay. I think I told you this one time. I went to Corey and uh, Tori's house for like a poker night, and they had yeah, this. Like, that's what playlist I was re on. referencing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are there black people on this playlist? No. Oh, okay. Interesting. And they're like, "Yeah, we really thought about it, and then we put." So I was like, "I was kidding, but good job." Yeah. I'm ending racism one mild criticism at a time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're doing God's work, Selena. Anyway. Uh, so we're going to give some dating advice. Okay. Okay. We'll give dating advice and then we'll skiddle-eedles. We'll, we'll wrap it up. I feel like we only did two like, topics. Two topics, basically, yeah. We have to stop doing the women in comedy thing because I feel like we've done that, like, Well, we, we discussed times. it longer than we I wanted to. I was just, 
I was just talking to a feminist about it. And I was like, I, I kind of disagree with you. I wanted to hear your opinion. I think that you and I have seen different examples of we have very different perspectives. I mean, like me personally, I've never, well, damn it. We're on it again. <laughs> Go on. Finish. I've your... never been to me. I would say I've never been sexually harassed. I have had very strange comments made to me about me and my wife from other comedians. Oh. Um, but I've never been that uncomfortable, but it's also like, I'm not like I'm gay. Right. So it's, it's a little different. Well, you're, you, you and my friend Ryan are my go-tos about any gay culture stuff. Like is if I have okay like, a, to say? is that okay to say? Like anytime what I have like a, mean? like anytime I have a question about like gay stuff, I'll be like, what does ace mean? I just had a weird conversation <laughs> with a dude. He asked me if I was an ace and I was like, I've never really been a pitcher. <laughs> we were talking yeah. about, well, I mean that, yeah. In my defense. That makes sense. We were talking about baseball. And at least you ask, because some people will just be like, you know, oh, is this another thing about pronouns? I don't believe in all. Like, people will just make some dumb remarks well, about it. And I think it's important to at least be open to asking the question and learning. Yeah. In my, but in but my don't defense, be like, we we're talking about baseball first. Oh, okay. Yeah. We we're talking so about you're baseball. You're like, what's the context? Yeah. But then uh, I, I made a joke about, finding Idris Elba like kind of weirdly attractive and then I don't think that's I don't think he's weirdly attractive I think everyone finds him attractive and if you don't then you're either racist or you're lying to yourself yeah and then like there's just something about him that I he's feel like an attractive man I feel like if he took me out to a bar I'd be safe the whole night that's just all I feel <laughs> okay <laughs> anyway. you just want to cuddle up in those big arms yeah like wouldn't it be nice to dance you in a very soothing English accent and that very low yeah, and then some. Voice. I'll just be dancing by myself. Someone tries to like grind up on me, and then Idris is like, "Hey, he's with me." Would I mean like but he that'd doesn't be nice? Do it rough. He's just like, "Hey, man, it's all right. You can back." Like you know, he's real cool about it. Yeah, and then yeah, doesn't that cause a scene. I'm not gay. I'm just saying that'd be nice. And then kisses you on the forehead. Yeah, and like you know, kind of gives me like one of those like little back pats. Like goes like a little bit like too low, but it's nice and kind of guiding you through the crowd mm -hmm. yeah that, i mean like i'm just saying that would be nice is this you're you're building your fantasy for later <laughs> uh yeah no this is more for uh andrew private time anyway <laughs> that's all i'm saying and then he asked me okay. well what team do you play for i was like i don't play for any team right now <laughs> i can't i can't exercise actually i have a doctor's now yeah and then he's like so you're an ace and i was like I've never pitched before. Like, I, I've never pitched really before. Um, I did a little catching, but, like, I don't Which is like also, catching. yeah, ironically, all metaphors. Yeah. But so I was you like, were still having the same conversation. Yeah, like, we, we were together for, like, a little bit. And then he's like, I was like, but I'm more, more infield, outfield. And he's like, I don't know what that means. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, okay. so, yeah. Uh, Should we do dating advice? Dating advice. So... My friend, um, so he's been texting me, and I asked him if I could ask you, and he's like, okay. Okay. Um, I got a lifetime of knowledge. So my girlfriend used to be lesbian, and then her and I started dating. Her ex-girlfriend just moved back to town, and they've been spending an enormous amount of time together. 
So I asked if I could go hang out with them one night and they let me. So the whole night, her, and we'll call her Sarah. We'll make up a name for her. We'll call them Devery and Sarah. Okay. They'll just give them fake names. And my buddy, his name is Mark. Okay. So he has his real name. Yeah. There's a million Marks in the world. But not the other. Okay. So Devery and Sarah. Um, so Devery and Sarah spent the whole night laughing, joking, and dancing together. And then when I tried to dance on my girlfriend, Sarah started dancing on top of me and then moved in the middle between us. <laughs> and I was like, and so, uh, so my advice was see how close they are and see if like you can get in on that. And then he says, should I be upset? Because they said they're just friends. And he's like, if it wasn't for the fact that they already had a relationship together, I wouldn't think anything of it. They were just friends hang hanging out. But the fact that she used to be gay, or she probably still is gay, she's probably bi. It's a situation where he doesn't know how to navigate. Has he talked to her, like his girlfriend about it? You're not supposed to talk to your don't that's horrible advice don't talk to your girlfriend go on never talk to the person you're in a relationship with obviously talk to other people and then uh ask for advice on a podcast that's available to the public first and then talk to the person that you see every day yes uh i think they've talked talk about to your it. girlfriend tell her that like well they they talked about it that exact scenario told... about the dancing and tell her that it made you uncomfortable or that you didn't understand what was happening or if like, you being there made the ex-girlfriend uncomfortable. Because there are a lot of women who are not comfortable around straight men. Okay. And if the ex-girlfriend is, like, super, super lesbian, you're not going to have a threesome. What's going to happen is you're going to have sex with your girlfriend and your girlfriend's going to have sex with that girl. It'd be like, more like in a sandwich room. situation. But she won't be touching that woman. Yeah, it'd be a sandwich situation less than a threesome. Sure. Uh, yeah. Which is not, I mean, if that's what you want to do, cool. If that's what the girls want to do, cool. Great. Yeah, so Good for you. what I remember is the thing that they talked about was she told him that he had nothing to worry about, but he's still super worried because he Did works he a lot. that he's still worried? I don't, I don't think so. Like, he's been talking to me about it. <laughs> like, he once he's... to talk to her. What this do you the... know? You're not a lesbian. No, but I watch a lot and on you're TV. You're not his girlfriend. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely not his girlfriend. Though, so, I mean, like, I he wouldn't be a bad boyfriend. He's really muscular too. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, honestly, he just needs to talk to her to be like, "Hey, this incident made me feel uncomfortable, or it made me feel like unwanted by you in this relationship." But what he's worried about is her thinking. That because she used to used to be gay is why he's worried. Because if it was just right. she probably like, is still a little gay. Yeah, because uh, when I was dating girls and they'd be dancing with each other and grinding on each other, it wouldn't bother me at all. Because I'm like, you know, they're just having a good time. But if I thought that they were actually into each other, and it was my girlfriend, I would feel. A jealousy. little different, yeah, and jealous about it because there could be an, an actual attraction there. So, I get where he's coming from. I don't know if the threesome is going to happen, but I definitely think that he should at least ask 
Because, like... I don't think he should. I think that's going to make the situation worse and more uncomfortable for the girls. I mean, like... that's what every guy thinks when he's around two lesbians is that somehow it's going to turn into a threesome for him. And it's like, no, it's probably just going to turn into a twosome for them. Ask him if he's okay with sharing his girlfriend with that other girl. Like a thruple sort of situation? Not really, because the other girl wouldn't be dating him. The other girl well, would like, be dating the girl. Would his girlfriend be cool with her... That's actually a good question. Would his girlfriend be cool with him dating other girls if he let her date her? Yeah, sure, why not? That sounds like an even trade. I That seems reasonable. I think that that sounds good on paper, but once you start actually doing it, people's feelings start getting hurt. Well. You start texting your, your other girlfriend while you're at dinner with your one girlfriend, and they're like, who are you texting? You have to set boundaries and have, like... People are just so – I feel like straight people specifically are so bad at communicating with each other. I think communication is the least important thing about a relationship. Well, and that's why you're single. Well, I'm single and because I got sick. And I've been married for 10 years. <laughs> I haven't been married for 10 years. I've been married for four, four and a half, almost four and a half. I'm going to tell Kelsey you forgot. But I've been with my wife for nearly 10 years. I I only forgot because I keep doing a joke about um, we celebrated our third anniversary because the third anniversary joke is funnier than the fourth anniversary joke. Oh. So I think that's why I keep getting confused because I keep saying third anniversary when I do comedy, but it's really we've been together, you know, married for four. I have a joke where I mentioned that I'm 29 years old. <laughs> and and... 33. And for a long time, I just kept on telling people, I'm 29 when I was like 32, 33, 34. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm in my late 20s. I'm 31. I'm in my late, late 20s. Like, really late. Mm -hmm. All right. So, in conclusion, Mark, Talk if the three-way is not going to happen, communicate. Talk to your girlfriend because the other girl is definitely talking to your girlfriend. Yeah. But, remember... There's things that you can do that women can't do, and that's kill spiders. Okay, fair, fair. <laughs> so, I thought you were going to say something else, and I was like, don't start with that, but okay. <laughs> that's true. As, as a lesbian, I don't want to kill the spiders, but I will put them in a cup and place them outside. Yeah, so remember, you have value. In this relationship. <laughs> Don't let her tell you otherwise. And Being a sacrifice if there's ever an, an intruder into the house. Yeah. You're first your to value. go. Yeah, you're first you to go. Feminism, been, yeah. fe feminism hasn't gotten that far yet. Well, women are just more precious. Sure. <laughs> I think we can women, all agree. Yes, women are the precious. They're they are the ring from Mordor that We're needs... We're more valuable. That, that costs... More to society. Yeah, I mean, like, you contribute all the men. Yeah, we make them all, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, like, you're 50-50. <laughs> Two ain't bad. I think, actually, there are more women on the planet than men. Uh, I think that the, that gap is closing. But, yeah, there was a short time where there were more women, men than women. Because uh, early... Because women, women died, died a lot in childbirth. Yeah, women died a lot in childbirth. But since... And of murder. 
Well, yeah, actually, men are more likely to die of murder than women. Really? Yeah. Men are more likely to die violent deaths than men by, like, I think four to, like four or five to one. But women are more likely to die in childbirth. Do you know what the number one cause of death for pregnant women is? What? Murder. Really? Yep. Hmm. Like pre-childbirth pregnant women. Oh. Google it. But I'm going to Google it. Okay. So uh, that's our show today. Uh, we managed to help a good friend out. We uh, solved feminism. One and a half topics? We did one and a half topics. Uh, yeah, we did good. It was a good. We did the shark thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I will add that video. Uh, like, share, and subscribe. I'm going to add a like, share, and subscribe at the beginning. Um, check out our T Public store. Um, all our links are going to be below. And um, have a great day, rest of your day. My name is Andrew Holiday. My name is Selena. Yes, and this has been Comedically Correct, and we are sorry for wasting your time. Goodbye. Goodbye.